0: Entrepreneur on Fire, 450. Failures, aha moments, I've made it moments, and the lightning round, seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Want to manage your incoming calls without hiring that secretary? Go to evoice.com and get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. Fire. When you have more than 270,000 designers at your fingertips, the sky is the limit for your design. Visit 99 com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Brett Kelly. Brett, are you prepared to ignite Hell yeah, man. (laughs) All right. Brett is a writer and a programmer living in Southern California with his wife and crazy pair of children. In addition to being the author of the best-selling ebook, Evernote Essentials, Brett is a developer education manager for Evernote. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Brett. So take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business.
1: Okay. Um, well, like you said, I work for Evernote, um, and I have a family, and i it's kind of a weird situation. I work at home. My wife homeschools our kids, so we all are sort of home all the time, <laughs> uh, which creates a strange dynamic that most people, I think, are not super familiar with. But it's really crazy, but it's really fun. Um, yeah, I've been working in technology in some form or fashion for the last uh, 12 years or so. Um, only recently started writing stuff. Like, Well, the book was the first thing I've written for sale, but I've been blogging for, you know, most of the ten years, I ten or twelve years, I've been in a technology. Um, I have a lot of tattoos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I enjoy whiskey. I lead a pretty vanilla life most of the time, other than you know the internet stuff I do.
0: Well, Brad, we're going to dive way more into your journey in a little bit, but before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote because we really like to get that motivational ball rolling. And I know you have a great one for us, so take it away.
1: All right. Holding your own happiness up as the greatest good is a bad idea, I think. Make sane, responsible sacrifices. Your own satisfaction in your work is secondary to your duties and your responsibilities. Your family can't worry about eating because you want to become a successful life coach or something. Aim high, but be a grown-up.
0: And that's a Brett Kelly original, am I right? That's right. (laughs) So, Brett, how do you live your life according to that mantra?
1: By no means have i been perfect at this the whole time, but I've tried really hard to segment my time and my attention such that my family, my job, my extracurricular, as I call it, like the book and stuff, like all, everything gets equal time and that balance gets thrown off every now and again because of a launch or because of a long day or my kids get sick or whatever. But I try really hard to keep all of those things sort of in harmony where none of them are, none of them get too little attention or too much. I mean, and this is again. By no means am I doing this perfectly every day. But um, I find that the, the most rewarding parts of my life are knowing that just because I've got this successful Internet thing that I do, I would feel like a complete a-hole if my kids didn't like get to see me or I never got to see my family because I was so focused on this other stuff that I do. And all the success would mean nothing if that were the case. So I don't know. Like that, I guess that's, that's your question.
0: Brett, that answers my question. It's a great mantra and a great life lesson for Fire Nation who's listening right now and Entrepreneur on Fire specifically is about your journey because you're a guest today, Brett. So we want to talk about your entrepreneurial journey, the successes, the aha moments, and right now specifically the failures. And we really like to tell stories here. So take us to a time in your entrepreneurial journey when you did fail, when you faced a massive challenge or obstacle that you had to overcome and and what lessons did you learn from that? So Brett, really take us there. What is that story of a failure?
1: I have a, a customer email list that I that whenever someone buys my book they get added to it. And about a month ago, inadvertently, I accidentally sent everybody who had bought well not everybody, but about twenty thousand people, an email saying that thank you for buying the book. Many of them hadn't heard from me in like two years or more.
0: I got that email. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I realized after I sent it, like I was, it was eleven thirty at night, I was sitting outside on my patio like having a cigar and doing some email work stuff and i inadvertently emailed all these people and i started noticing my inbox was filling up with out of office replies <laughs> oh no which I those. always happens when the when i email like the whole list i always get a few, a few hundred of those and i was like wait a minute how the hell did this happen why what oh man and then i realized what i had done and so for the next like week i had people emailing me go well, i didn't buy anything what are you talking about who are you what is this well i just Most of them were really cool, but some people were straight up pissed off because (laughs) they They, thought I was... They
0: thought that their credit card just got charged. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. So now, (laughs) um, and that ultimately led me to going, okay, well, clearly don't use computers late at night like that. And also (laughs) um, just, I need to refine my own internal processes, like how, you know, because what happened was I accidentally comped everybody on that, on that segment of the list, the book for free when I had meant to do it for like two people. And so I said, okay, well that system clearly needs more friction in it. Like there needs to be more verification steps or it just needs to be more difficult for me to do that <laughs> for a, a person instead of, you know, 20,000 of them.
0: At least one, are you sure button? <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. Um. So not, I mean, not a super failure. So, so to speak, but it was something that, You know, a week later, when I'm still unearthing myself from all this email, I eventually like they drove me to hire an assistant (laughs) for the first time because it was, I was getting so much mail. And okay, well, let's now let's, let's look at other things, other aspects of the business that could be refined or could be made better or could be made a little more fail safe than how they have been. And, you know, get and getting help with so I'm not answering email for an hour plus a day or more.
0: So, Brett, let me kind of sum this up for Fire Nation. You wanted to comp a couple people on your list, the book, and instead you sent out an email to 20,000 people making – 19,998 people wonder if they actually just bought a book without them even knowing. So very interesting and potential for a nightmare. But you took that and you've now instituted systems, including hiring an assistant and putting things in place to maybe overcome future situations like this that could develop. If you could boil down for Fire Nation, what's just really one clear lesson that you learned from that experience that we can walk away with?
1: Uh, Not to crib too heavily from... The late Steve Jobs, and I'm not sure he's the one who originated this phrase or not, but uh, "measure twice, cut once." In fact, I'm sure he didn't originate that. (laughs) But you know, like think of what you're doing, especially if you're going to push the big button that sends the email to all the people. Go, okay, let me double check and make sure that I have (laughs) prepared this thing the right way, and then do it. So be sober in how you approach things that can affect a lot of people and can negatively affect you because most of the people who got the email were pretty cool and they were like, no, I got it. It was a mistake. No big deal. I wasn't, I'm not mad. And, but a few people were totally, like I said, totally upset. So my customers had been different people or had it been in different moods when they'd gotten the email, they might've been like, you know what, this guy's an idiot and I'm not going to listen to him anymore. I'm going to unsubscribe from the list. I'm going to mark him as spam and I'm going to get off my life. Just be careful and be intentional about what you're doing, but don't be reckless.
0: So Brett, let's move forward to another point in your journey or backwards. As an entrepreneur, because you've had a couple breakthroughs, you've had a couple experiences in your life that have really taken you to where you sit right now. And I like to call those moments, aha moments or light bulb moments when just this light does go on that resonates with you, Brent Kelly, it's your true authentic self. Can you take us to a time when you had one of these light bulb moments and specifically the steps that you took afterwards to turn it into a success?
1: For the last few years, I've gone to a conference in Portland called the World Domination Summit because you your listeners are probably familiar with it, I'm, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Um, and the first year I went, I met um, a friend of mine who I'd known online for a long time, a guy named Jonathan Fields. I uh, met him for the first time in person at the at the party they had for the conference. And we were talking and he introduced me to this guy, Nick. And you know, I didn't know Nick from Adam. I'd never met him before, never heard his name before. Um, but we started talking and Nick and I really hit it off and... I don't know. Just became pals, and then you know, over like the next following like weeks, you know, went home from the conference, was living my life normally, and Nick and I just sort of kept in touch. And I realized, like, because I was watching around me at this at this conference, so many people were just like glad handing and tried to get the attention of the famous guy or the powerful guy who could you know share their stuff or make them famous, and. The aha moment for me was just realizing, and this is going to sound a little bit cliche, but when you are in a, in a situation where you can interact with somebody who you really respect, or even even sort of a total stranger if you, that you've never met before, just be you and be cool, and if just and be likable. Not don't be if you're not likable, don't be not you, I guess, but just be yourself and be a relatable person. Because even your your strangers and your heroes are going to react similarly to that kind of personality. And I've come to know a lot of like really well-known people and become pals with lots of them, but it was never because, okay, well, if I become friends with this guy, then I can get more traffic to my sales page or I can, you know, add this to my byline or whatever. Like I can be, I can ride his coattails to more freedom or more fame. It will come. If you are a, a good person who's around and helpful, like that stuff will just happen naturally, I think.
0: So let's talk about how naturally Evernote Essentials happen, because here you are, Brett Kelly, you're using Evernote, which you obviously enjoyed using on a lot of levels, but you realized that there was something missing out there, and you decided to fill that void for yourself, and it's turned into so much more. Can you share with us that story, and where it's taken you to today?
1: 2010, after I'd used Evernote for like a year and a half, um, and gotten really good with it. I'd use it every day at work and at home. Uh, I decided, oh, like I should write a book because I, <laughs> I'd never written a book before. I've been writing blog posts and stuff for a long time, but I'd never written anything that long. And my family needed dough. We weren't broke, but we were in debt, and I didn't like it. So I thought, okay, well, I've been I've been watching my pals publish stuff on the internet and sell it for you know real real money, and I'm like, well, I could. I'm not an idiot. I could do this. So gave it a shot. Wrote the book. Um. Evernote got wind of it after I asked them if I could use the name and the logo on the book and whatever, and they, they were like, oh, that's a really good idea. We want to help you promote this thing when it's done.
0: Well, let's but, let's not kind of speed past this part because I think this okay. is really valuable. So okay. you decide to write this book, and you're like, it'll obviously be more powerful if I get to use their branding, their color scheme, their actual name. What was the step that you took to reach out to Evernote, and how did that initial conversation go?
1: I just went onto Evernote.com and found the general purpose contact email address. I think it was what to, I think I had like four options and I chose marketing because that was the most,
0: <laughs> right. know,
1: the better the best fit. And I just said, hey, so I'm, you know, and the, I had interacted with them on Twitter a few times and I knew a couple of guys that worked there like just by name. No, we're oh, not, cool. Probably not acquainted or anything really. And I said, so I'm, Going to write this book, I'm planning to anyway, and I want to know if I'm going to get in some legal trouble <laughs> if I use the word Evernote or the you know the elephant logo on the book. That's all I want. You know, let me know if that's cool, whatever. And so they replied, Andrew, who was the VP of marketing, who I now know quite well. He replied and said, "Wow, you wanted that's a really great idea because we've we've wanted something like this to happen for a while, but I've never had the person the you know the people to do it. So they're like if." If you are gonna do it, that's that's great. We'd love to help you. If if it's really good, we'll you know, we'll we'll mention on the blog, we'll you know, we'll get the word out about it when it's when it comes becomes available. And I was like, wow, holy crap, that's awesome. So now did there, you did
0: you just like keep that email as far as just that correspondence that you had back and forth with them for potential future situations that might arise, or did you actually do some kind of contract?
1: There was never any contract. Okay. Which is Always been a little bit funny to me. Like, I, I'm not, you know, I don't care. Like, I, they're cool and I'm cool. So there's just not, you know, there's not going to be a problem. But when I mention that to people, they're like, really? You don't have like an agreement?
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause that has been the famous last words of a lot of people. They're really yeah, cool. Yeah, totally. And maybe it's <laughs>
1: dumb and naive on my part to not care. But when the book went on sale a few months later, they promoted the crap out of it. And so did my well known internet pals that I mentioned. Like, you know, I had a lot of, a lot of initial. Publicity from friends and from Evernote, which was not something I think everyone gets, but it was pretty awesome.
0: So, talk to us about those first few months. Like, what did the sales look like? Was it an initial huge push that you had, or did they start to trickle in and then slowly grow over time?
1: The first week or so, or the first like four days, it was mostly Evernote hadn't mentioned it anywhere yet. And, you know, it made the first day it made like uh, 30 something sales, which me it was like i I had no idea what would what meant a lot of sales or what meant few. like i had no no rubric for success so started selling i was like oh cow i made like 500 bucks today or something that's amazing (laughs) and then you know that got a little bit better and then evernote mentioned it and like things just went bat poop crazy and so my wife and i uh I'm not sure if we're going to get to the uh, "I've made it" moment, but this is why I wanted to bring this up.
0: Yeah, sure. Let's just flex it in right here.
1: Okay, cool. So, my wife at the time, I mentioned that we were, but we were in uh, in some debt. So she had a job working at a restaurant. She was a, a waitress, server, excuse me. And we, I, my, I've always wanted her to quit this job or any job she's had because I want her to stay home because we have kids and she wants to stay home with the kids, etc. Ten thousand dollars from this product, then you quit your job. She's like, okay, deal. So, and I had no, but this is before the thing went on sale. I, and I had no idea if I would ever, ever even make $10,000 from the right. product. And so we <laughs> we ended up clicking over the $10,000 mark 11 days after launch. Wow. And yeah, it was one in the morning and we were, I was sitting on the couch watching TV with my wife. And I just showed her my iPhone and showed her the balance in the in the account. And she gave her, <laughs> she gave her notice the next day at her job. <laughs> and it was like, I felt like the king of the freaking world that night. Like being able to you know, with obviously the help of a lot of really cool people being able to like make that sweeping of a change and make good on that or that promise that I'd not promise, but that, you know, that goal that I'd set for, for us, like that was, man, that, that felt really good. And I don't think anything's felt as good since then.
0: Love that, Brett. So after those first 11 days, you made $10,000. What are you at sales to date?
1: We're over 30,000 sales now. Um, there's been some price changes recently that may or may not remain, but I don't have an exact dollar figure, but it's, you know, it's, it's into the mid to high six figures, I'm sure for the life of the product.
0: Very impressive stuff. And now can I continue to move us forward into how Evernote gobbled you up?
1: Right. Yeah. I didn't mention that part yet. (laughs) Um, so between the time that I contacted them about um, using the you know the name and the logo stuff and the book coming out, like they hired me to work there. So this was in I think it was a yeah it was April early April. Um, I got a call from Philip and the CEO of Evernote. Uh, he wanted to talk about the book. And at the end of the phone call, he asked what I did for a living. And at the time, I was a web programmer at a creative place near where I live. And I said, so I'm a web developer. He's like, Oh, well, do you want to work here? I was like. Well, hell yeah, I want to work there. But (laughs) you're based in Northern California. I'm in Southern California and I really don't want to move. So, and he's like, no, you can work from home. I'm like, (laughs) holy crap, you serious? So, my job has sort of changed a bunch over the years. I've been there for it'll be four years in May. But yeah, so going to work there and being a, I don't know, working there and writing the book about there has always been an interesting, uh, (laughs) you know, internal something. But yeah so yeah like i said i've been there almost four years
0: well so bring us to present times brett because you do have a lot of things going on at evernote and still obviously with evernote essentials what's one thing that's really exciting you today
1: sort of the aftermath of having shipped the the most recent version of the book my actual not daily but regular writing habit has sort of fallen into disrepair over the last few months just because i've been busy with non-writing businessy stuff like managing the accounts, the assistant, like, you know, just tasks and regular minutiae involved in running a small business. And I'm excited now that I'm, I'm clearing out enough space to actually get back to just writing and doing the thing that I enjoy the most and creating fun stuff that people, I hope, fully people like.
0: Very powerful. And kind of boil it down for us, Brett. Like, one lesson that you learned during these experiences of Writing Evernote Essentials and then contacting the company and then having the company take you into their fold. What's one lesson that FireDation can take away from what you've accomplished these past four years?
1: One lesson I've learned is you have to work really, really hard. And all the success is, is really cool. And even, you know, to whatever degree you achieve it, but know that it will take a lot of work. And I don't mean that to sound negative because hard work can be incredibly rewarding and enjoyable. But I have worked really, really hard over the last four years to do what I've done. And I don't regret a minute of it, but it's ne- it's never, never easy. At least I hope it's not ever easy.
0: It's a very consistent theme here at Entrepreneur on Fire, Brett, that the entrepreneurs look back at their journey and they say, you know what? I worked my butt off. I really did. And I think it's a great lesson to the listeners to say, you know, these things don't come easy. It comes with a lot of hard work. It does come with sacrifice, but the payoff is worth it tenfold. So it's a great theme that we talk about all the time here at Entrepreneur on Fire, You know, I'm really glad that you just didn't decide to write a book, you know, make mid to high six figures on a sale of this ebook, you know, out of nowhere and then say, you know what? It was so easy. Everybody can do it because that's not the right message and that's not the message that we're trying to share here at Austin on Fire. So I definitely commend you for that. And we're going to take a minute to thank our sponsors. I have a pretty packed schedule between my interviews running my own mastermind tribe and providing new content daily to my podcasting community podcasters paradise. I just barely have time to skim the surface on a ton of other projects I have in mind for entrepreneur on fire. But as entrepreneurs, I know we're all busy with this sort of stuff. Running your own business isn't easy. Otherwise, everyone would do it. You have a lot to manage, including setting your own strategies, creating goals, and actually launching products and services so you can monetize. As you know, things like logos, website design, and other graphics are an important part of the overall process. That's why I love knowing that I can visit 99 designs for all my design needs. Their system is incredibly user-friendly, the process is lots of fun, and the turnaround time, incredibly fast. You could be choosing your next design in as little as seven days. Go check it out for yourself. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free today. Do you find yourself having to handle a lot of customer service calls? How about fielding requests over the phone for interviews or speaking engagements? One-off calls may not take a long time, but when there's a constant stream of them, it could eat into precious time that you could be spending on creating something for your business. If this is the case for you, then it sounds like you could use eVoice. eVoice is great for small business owners and entrepreneurs who want a phone system that can help them field calls efficiently and make them look professional all at the same time. You can even use their call routing tools to set up a dial-by-name directory, making it easy for your caller and your team to know who should be connected to who. If you're ready to step up your game in 2014 and become more efficient with your business processes, then go to evoice.com, enter FIRE at checkout for $5 off every month forever. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. And this is just a perfect segue, Brett, to what my favorite part of the interview is, And that's the lightning round, because this is where I get to ask you a series of amazing questions, and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan?
1: Sure. Sounds good, man.
0: What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Lack of clarity. Because I knew that I wanted to make some things. I knew I wanted to make extra money because of the, you know the debt thing I mentioned, but I didn't have any idea what, the, what, what how to get from where I was to where I thought I wanted to be. And I realized that I just needed to start. Like, don't worry about how you're going to get to 10 miles from here. Worry about how you're going to get to 10 feet from here and figure it out as you go.
0: Thousand mile journey starts with one step, Brett. That's right, that's right. <laughs> What's the best advice you've ever received?
1: Be yourself. Do not ever pretend just, you, 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 not, not everyone's going to like you, but be you.
0: Brett, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success?
1: Write everything down, which sounds really goofy, but if I think of something, I write it down. I don't ever, I'll I'll remember, I mean, write it down, record it somewhere. If you have an iPhone, if you have a fancy smartphone, whatever, if you have a little notebook in your pocket, always, always, always write things down because that's when you have your best ideas when you're not sitting at a computer ready to execute them. You'll have them when you're, you know, it walking around at at the beach or in a restaurant or wherever, like give yourself the freedom to have great ideas and, or to have little moments of genius, no matter where they might happen.
0: So Brett, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you could share with our listeners And quick side note, Brett, we literally say like Evernote to all 450 past guests of Entrepreneur on Fire. This is not just because it's you, because I realized a theme pretty early on that every single one of my guests was saying Evernote. So I had to say like Evernote. And I have to say it to you as well, Brett.
1: That's funny. I thought, yeah, well, that's crazy. It is. It's so true.
0: Listen to any episode I've ever done and it's all like Evernote.
1: I would be remiss if I didn't recommend Skitch, which is a product Evernote owns, but a lot fewer people use, I think, than the Evernote itself. Than the Evernote, than Evernote itself. Um, It's an image annotation tool. So it's I use this thing literally a dozen times a day when I take screenshots of stuff on my phone, on my computer, take a photo, draw an arrow onto it, and send it to somebody. It's a quick and dirty way to either show someone a problem, ask someone for feedback, but instead of writing a three-paragraph email, you just take a photo and draw an arrow, draw a box, and then ship it. So definitely check out Sketch.
0: Love that. Well, Fire Nation, you can find links to this resource and everything that we're chatting about here today today at eofire.com slash Kelly, Brett, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be?
1: I would have to say Getting Things Done by David Allen.
0: GTD
1: Yep, I know, I'm sure that's not a new suggestion, but there are not many books that have changed my life the way that one has.
0: Nice, so Fire Nation if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book for free at eofirebook.com that's eofirebook.com and brett, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next 7 days?
1: So, if I had 500 bucks and a laptop and I didn't have to pay for food or shelter, I would take probably 100 bucks and go to a bar and sit and drink expensive beer and talk to people at the bar and then i would write on the laptop for however long the whole you know a whole day a whole day for many days and yeah then i would go to a a bookstore and spend 300 bucks on books
0: which should be pretty easy after a lot of expensive beers
1: (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i'll take three of these
0: Brett, that sounds like the Brett Kelly answer, which is exactly what we're going for here. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing your journey because it's been super inspiring to all the listeners here today. And let's end with just one parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Oh boy. The best way to connect with me is on Twitter. That's where I spend most of my internet socializing time.
0: Love it. Well, that'll be linked up in the show notes page. So Fire Nation can just click on it and immediately send you a tweet. And what's one parting piece of guidance, Brett?
1: Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the journey. Don't kill yourself trying to make a million dollars because then you'll just want to make a million more enjoy the work
0: (laughs) it's so true and brett fire nation is well aware they can find the links to everything that we have chatted about today at eofire.com click on the podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives or just enter brett in the search bar fire nation and his show notes page will pop right up brett thank you for being so generous with your time your expertise and experience fire nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side thanks john Fire Nation, are you ready to find out if Podcasters Paradise is right for you? Well, if you're looking for a lively community of over 350 podcasters, then I think you're going to love Paradise. We have over 100 video tutorials in our ever-evolving library of how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast, and we're adding more all the time. Plus, our forum is bustling with great advice from top-notch engagement. Visit podcastersparadise.com to claim your spot at our free podcast workshop today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.